Welcome back to Triple M Minus the Chip. I'm your host, Derek Lee. Thanks again for tuning in. This week, since it's still hot in California, I thought it would be a great idea to swim in the deep end of the pool. So let's dive in. Allow me to set the stage. I have to admit, this topic is challenging for me to approach. I know we live in a country that honors freedom of speech, but certain topics really get people riled up, and then the threats begin, the accusations begin, and so on and so on and so on. We may not agree on information, but we can be adult enough to engage in a civil conversation without fear for our safety. As I've written on other platforms, I'm a country-first patriot. We are all immigrants with the exception of indigenous Americans, and we all have collectively added to the success of this great nation. Part of my heritage is that I am a descendant of slaves, and in large part, Due to their blood, sweat, and tears, we are the richest nation in the world, and their efforts cannot go in vain. Therefore, I have a vested interest in the success of the American experiment. Over the last few years, though, it feels as if we've become as divided as ever as a nation. There's so much confusion surrounding what is factual information, misinformation, or disinformation. Today, I'm going to explore QAnon, D. Lee style, of course, and ask questions to try to make sense of this movement in an objective manner. So, without further ado, down the rabbit hole we go. Hey, friend. I'm so sorry to bother you so late, but I don't know what's going on in this world, girl. Have you heard about this Satan worshiping stuff, friend? Oh, Lord, I need to get to the bottom of this. What is QAnon? According to Wikipedia, QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running a child sex trafficking ring is plotting against Donald Trump, who is battling them leading to a day of reckoning involving the mass arrests of journalists and politicians. It goes on to say that Q has accused many liberal Hollywood actors, Democratic politicians, and high-ranking officials of being members of the cabal. In case you are wondering, according to Wikipedia, a cabal is a group of people united in some close design, usually to promote their private views or interests in an ideology, state, or other community, often by intrigue and usually unbeknownst to those outside their group. The use of this term usually carries negative connotations of political purpose, conspiracy, and secrecy. Side note, full disclosure, I'm not a Satanist. I believe religion, spirituality, and dogma are personal matters. I do subscribe to PRG, which is a personal relationship with God. We handle all of our matters in private. Also, I am a proud registered Democrat that leans liberal and progressive for matters that affect all, so therefore there is choice. 
I may make conservative decisions for myself. I also have libertarian views when it comes to my body. My body, my choice. In my lifetime, I've noticed that history has an interesting way of repeating itself. So I had to ask myself the question, has this form of QAnon phenomenon occurred in any other time in history? Oddly enough, a dear friend of mine sent me an article by Gregory Stanton titled, QAnon is a Nazi cult rebranded. This article is available on justsecurity.org. In the article, Stanton writes, a secret cabal is taking over the world. They kidnap children, slaughter and eat them to gain power from their blood. They control high positions in government, banks, international finance, the news media, and the church. They want to disarm the police. They promote homosexuality and pedophilia. They plan to mongrelize the white race so it will lose its essential powers. As I continued reading the article, my understanding of the previous proclamation was that it was forms of propaganda that the Nazis were spreading as early as 1902. According to Stanton, who has worked to prevent genocide for over 40 years, the previous proclamation, in his words, is the conspiracy revealed in the most influential anti-Jewish pamphlet of all time. It was called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion. There are interesting parallels between the definition of QAnon that is available on Wikipedia and the propaganda that, according to Gregory Stanton, was spread by the Nazis and, as I understand it, to eventually capture and kill millions of Jews. So now, I'd like to fast forward to current times for a bit and discuss four major topics that are common themes within the current QAnon movement. One being journalism, two being pedophilia, three being human trafficking, and four being Democrats and the liberal Hollywood elite. Hey friend, I'm so sorry to bother you again, but girl, this is getting deep dish. I found this podcast, and it's got me all kinds of twisted. He's about to talk about the news, and you know, girl, how I love my CNN, my MSNBC, and you know, girl, how I am about the news. I wish you were here, girl. You're so good at explaining things. Anyway, you have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. The First Amendment to the Constitution reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. I did not hear the term fake news until around the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017. Now, just because I hadn't heard it doesn't mean it wasn't floating around. I believe our founding fathers guaranteed the freedom of the press so that future leaders did not have the ability to create state-run or influenced news outlets 
and had a harder time discrediting a free press. In history, we have seen catastrophic examples of dictators and authoritarian governments, like in the cases of Hitler, Stalin, Castro, Mao, and others who used or discredited the media to control information and exert their power, which was to the detriment of the people they ruled. And we all know those who control information heavily influence reality. I typically break news down into three types of applications of news. One being news driven by journalism, two being news driven by opinion or commentary, and three, news dispersed on social media. So let's talk about news driven by journalism. And it's pretty well known that within the journalism community that there is a code of ethics and standards that applies to journalists. And according to Wikipedia, the journalism code of ethics and standards comprise principles of ethics and good practices applicable to journalists. It goes on to say, while various codes may have some differences, most share common elements including the principles of truthfulness, accuracy, objectivity, impartiality, fairness, and public accountability, as these apply to the acquisition of newsworthy information and its subsequent dissemination to the public. American news media is owned by a short list of individuals or conglomerates. News outlets are also driven by revenue and may cover certain stories more often to maintain high ratings to secure ad sales. There may be other stories that are overlooked because of the public appetite for drama and sensationalism. However, Americans also have an appetite for litigation. So journalistic news is fact-checked and edited to provide truth. Otherwise, these major corporations would be sued and their credibility would be diminished. I don't know if you noticed, but credible news outlets will submit apologies, make corrections, or retract certain information if their reporting does not meet the standard of journalistic integrity. So what's the benefit of demonizing credible news? Is it perhaps to control our reality? News driven by commentary is opinion-based and does not necessarily abide by the code of ethics that is applied to journalistic news. This form of news is heavily influenced by the opinion of the commentator who may use their platform to promote a particular agenda. News or information that is presented on social media is an entirely different beast. There are endless examples of credibility gaps that exist within the information that is shared. In our current age of technology, videos can be altered to fit a particular agenda. I'm also unaware of any form of code of ethics that can be applied to the information or news that is presented on social media unless it comes from a verified source with long-standing credibility. So I'm curious. It's very interesting to me that uh, liberals, Democrats, the Hollywood elite are the focus of Q with regard to pedophilia and human trafficking. It's very curious to me, so I'd like to dive into that a bit. Hey friend, 
It's me again, girl. I so need to talk to you. So, do you want the good news first or the bad news? Oh, wait a minute. This is your voicemail, girl. What am I doing? The good news is, hey, girl, hey. I can still watch my CNN. It's news, girl. It's not fake. It's news. Phew. Now, for the bad news, I'm still listening to this podcast, girl. And I'm about to hear nasty things about pedophilia and human trafficking and the Democrats. Girl, I'm a Democrat. I thought pedophilia was a disease, girl. Do I need to become an independent or a Green Party member? I don't want this disease, girl. It's a travesty. Okay, girl, I'm calmed down. You have a good night. Bye. According to Wikipedia, pedophilia is a psychiatric disorder in which an adult or older adolescent experiences a primary or exclusive attraction to prepubescent children. It goes on to say that pedophilia is termed pedophilic disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, and the manual defines it as paraphilia involving intense and recurrent sexual urges towards and fantasies about prepubescent children that have either been acted upon or which cause the person with the attraction distress or interpersonal difficulty. Let's be clear. Pedophilia is a disease. As a nation, we have collectively agreed that pedophilia is a punishable act that goes against our moral code. We have vowed to protect our children from predators who are unable to control their impulses due to this disease. Side note, full disclosure, I am not a pedophile nor do I suffer from this disease, but I am a Democrat. While attending university, I worked at an outpatient psychiatric center. I don't feel as if I'm about to share information that compromises patient privacy laws, but our patients were of all races, ages, and demographics. I cannot think of a disease that only affects people of a particular party affiliation or Hollywood elite status. I would make the same argument if Q were to infer that Republicans who have season passes to Disneyland were the only ones affected by this disease. I cannot stress this enough from an objective standpoint. I am unaware of a disease that only affects a political affiliation or an elite class of people. If anyone has information to prove me otherwise, I'm happy to review the information. So my question is, at this point, is this a plot to demonize a political party or is there evidence that will stand up in court to justify these claims? I did a bit of research to see if there is a federal initiative to focus on cases of pedophilia. According to Q, Donald Trump is battling the cabal that is comprised of Democrats, Hollywood elite, journalists, etc. I was unable to find national statistics that provide data to show the number of offenses, arrests, or convictions for individuals who engage in pedophilic behavior. I searched on the Department of Justice website and the FBI website. If anyone has information of there being a federal focus on apprehending pedophiles, I would be interested in reviewing that information if it is from a federal government source. Human trafficking is a worldwide issue. Q suggests that the cabal in the U.S. has an underground trafficking network. 
Again, as a society, we have deemed human trafficking a crime and a violation of human rights. Let's dive into some interesting statistics about human trafficking within the U.S. Hey, friend. Ooh, girl. I've been on this emotional roller coaster, friend. But I feel like my eyes are open. And guess what? I can still be a Democrat, friend. But I'm about to hear information about human trafficking. Girl, I don't even have kids. You know I don't have kids. And the subject alone already has me turned upside down, friend. But anyway, friend. You have a good night. Speak to you soon. Bye. The Uniform Crime Report that is available on the FBI website compiles a yearly crime report that highlights a number of crimes. Human trafficking and involuntary servitude are two categories of many within the report. The report describes human trafficking or commercial acts as inducing a person by force, fraud, or coercion to participate in commercial sex acts in which the person induced to perform such acts has not attained 18 years of age. The report describes human trafficking or involuntary servitude as obtaining a person or persons through recruitment, harboring, transportation, or provision and subjecting such persons by force, fraud, or coercion into involuntary servitude, peonage, debt bondage, or slavery, not to include commercial sex acts. The full U.S. crime reports are about a year behind, meaning it takes time to collect and organize the data. So the full crime report is not available for 2019. California and New York were listed as having zero reported cases of human trafficking and involuntary servitude during 2017 or 2018. These states have a high concentration of Democrats and a high concentration of Hollywood elites. Do what you will with that information. To honor my intention to be fair and objective, the Uniform Crime Report does state, the data in the tables included in this report reflect the offenses and arrests recorded by state and local law enforcement agencies, also known as LEAs, that have the ability to report to the National UCR program. As such, they should not be interpreted as a definitive statement of the level of or characteristics of human trafficking as a whole. Hello. Hey, friend, you're up? Boy, if you don't stop calling me so late. I truly hope that I was able to approach this topic in a way that scratches the surface and begs of people to dig deeper. My intention was not to ruffle any feathers, but to bring us closer together. There are 330 million plus minds in this great nation, and we are allowed to have opposing beliefs and opposing points of view. But I hope we are able to view information through an objective lens as this podcast evolves and we move beyond the hurdles of the current pandemic, I certainly intend to incorporate other voices 
and points of view. Please feel free to email me at triple M minus the chip at gmail.com with questions, information, and comments. P.S. We're all in this together. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.